Hi, you're in the right place. It's the Air That I Breathe podcast, but just a few words from our sponsors. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Hi, this is Jody Howen. Welcome to the Air That I Breathe podcast, new series called Life Verses. God's Word is the breath of life, and the more you know it, the more you can learn from it, apply it, and live it. My heart is to encourage you to go out and be disciples of Jesus and live that abundant life promised from God. King Solomon, the author of Proverbs, says that we must trust not in any gods, but to the true God, Yahweh. You know, King Solomon spoke 3,000 Proverbs during his reign. It was God who gifted him with this wisdom and an answer to prayer. And that's where the book of Proverbs was breathed. It's basically incorporating the skills of how to live life. Of course, we want to be consistent with God's spiritual and natural laws. The book of Proverbs and its wisdom can be applied to relationships behaviors, emotions, finances, integrity, marriage, to every area of life. Proverbs 1.7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Fearing the Lord. Well, allow me to put it in a context that might make it easier to understand. So, obedience, commitment, and the desire to live an abundant life in Him Those deem reverence, and that is fearing the Lord. So today I've chosen to focus on my favorite scripture, what I consider to be a life verse from the Bible, which is Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6, because I truly believe it's a breathed word from God that can keep us staying hopeful during the most difficult times of life. But of course, that's where the obedience, commitment, and desire to live in an abundant life with Him takes on a whole new perspective because the word trust is critical. Trusting God means that we have complete confidence in his wisdom, his power, and goodness. It is the firm belief of God's reliability, truth, ability, and strength. Trust in the Lord with all your heart means 100%, not 99.44, and if it's 50 or below, You might be missing a huge part of his plan, and that's just not sustainable. A good friend reminded me one time that we're not just believers. We are knowers of Jesus. So allow me to rephrase that. As a knower of Jesus, his father, our God, is capable of anything, working bad situations out for good, creating miracles out of messes, giving us peace even amidst problems and an unconditional everlasting love today and in our forever home whenever he's ready to take us. And yeah, I think that's worth trusting. So the first part of that scripture is definitely doable. So lean not on your own understanding. Okay, who's waking up every day and the first thing you're doing is turning your phone on and you're going to social media or the news or wherever that takes you outside of the realm of Jesus? 
Well, y'all, I am putting up a virtual hand right now saying, guilty, aren't we all witnesses to a broken world? Why do we need to keep going to these devices to remind us of that? And then let's bring in real life. We're encountering a personal problem alongside of a crisis and we're starting to feel anxious and we doubt and that overpowers everything. And then you think you're never going to get out of a mess that you're in, whether it's financial or a struggling marriage or a child who is lost and struggling with a mental health crisis. Friends, the list is endless, right? So we learn from the word, aka understand, is that nothing is solvable, workable, or peaceable. Because that's what the world tells us. And that's what we as mortal human beings understand. And truth be told, every day we lean on our understanding as an inbred feeling of doom. But that is not our God. He is not the God of disappointment, despair, or let's be real earthly flesh and their bad choices. Yeah, he gave us free will, but he also gave us Jesus. And that's a choice we have each and every day. God is the God of peace, love, and redemption. When we learn to understand his power, we learn to understand his power in our world, on this earth, and in our life. Acknowledge him in all you do. I can't begin to tell you how when you flex this muscle more and more by just looking up to him and saying, thank you. Glorifying him during a Bible study. Singing praise when you're at church or in your car or in a conversation. Just walking out the door for work and saying, God, take my day and show me how I can glorify you through it all. Show people how he has worked in your life. And when I say all you do, that is everything. I mean, maybe when you hand over your credit card at the grocery store and it says approved, you can look up to the Lord and say, thank you for these groceries. When you fill up your gas tank. Or when your children are smiling and asking you more about Jesus. Or just when you're simply finding joy in the midst of chaos. The attitude of gratitude is powerful. And the least we can do is think of our holy God for it all. And he will direct your steps. He is not the God of confusion. He is the God of clarity but the world is a confusing place and more and more people are confusing it. And as Romans 12, two talks about not conforming to the ways of the world, I'm learning that if I start to ask the Lord God for direction in everything I do, and I trust in that direction, he is so, so faithful. And I believe that particular ending to the scripture really does offer hope that in any situation we encounter, we can all attest to testimonies of hurt, pain, suffering, loss. But he admits that pain can direct the next steps towards freedom and victory because the world is incapable, but he is a capable God. So when I first came to Christ, which was a little over 11 years ago, I didn't know any scripture. Well, I actually did know some scripture, but I didn't know I knew scripture. I came from a faith that it was ingrained in my mind, the Lord's Prayer. You know, the Our Father, Matthew 6, verse 9 through 13. 
And I'm actually going to speak to that on a future show, but I wanted to bring up how someone laid it on my spirit, the spirit that was a baby spirit that was growing beautifully, but it was very slow timing because I have and still continue to have a lot to learn. I further learned some of these really incredible reminders on how that trust, that dependence actually does create a sense of peace and hope that he is working it all out for good. So number one, depend on God's wisdom, not your own. Because friends, God's wisdom and his will, it's in his word. It's in Proverbs. It's in the Bible. There's stories, there's journeys, there's lessons, there's parables, and there's Jesus. Number two, depend on God's strength, not your own. Psalm 71, 16 says, I walk in the strength of the Lord. You know, we can work out and become physically strong, but spiritual strength only comes from God. And the more you flex the muscle of the Holy Spirit, the more that you will feel that connection to God will bring on his grace in any situation you are walking in. And daily, his grace is sufficient for today because his strength is made perfect in our weakness. Number three, depend on God's timing, not your own. Friends, a delay is not a denial. I am a perfect testimony to this impatience. And the more and more I learn that if I trust in his timing and I just sit back and let him do what he does best, and that is prosper us, it's way more worth it if I trust in his timing and lean on that than if I go ahead of him. Because take it from me, it's not sustainable when you jump ahead of the Lord. Number four, depend on God's defense, not your own. You know, to be a leader means to be misunderstood. And any one of us who are believers or knowers are just wanting to know more about who Jesus really is. The spiritual attacks are real. And the world is offended by this Jesus guy. But he, he came to show us what love looks like. And even though we will stand in front of God someday as a judgment to how we shared the gospels, I truly, truly believe that when it comes to a literal or physical battle of the flesh, you're best to leave God in control. Number five, depend on God's wealth and not your own. You know, my job is to channel the money, but God is the source. So what does that mean? It means that, yes, we have to work, but we also have to trust that nothing goes above our idol, which is God. And when we start to put money and wealth and stuff ahead of him, well, it ends up becoming our idol. And then it ends up becoming messy. So those are just five things to think about as we start to really unpack scripture in this show. And I know there's so many more things we can say about Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6, but I thought this was a really good start as it is a life verse for me. But next week, we're going to talk about 
Philippians 4, verses 6 through 7. And I might even pull in a little from 5 and take a little from 8 because this was my anxiety life verse. When those panic attacks hit in the middle of the night, this was the word that kept me hopeful and kept me peaceful. So I'm going to challenge you on some action steps this week on how you can really learn to flex the muscle of trusting the Lord. First, you can, you can choose him daily, right? You wake up every day to a crazy world. Choose God daily. Every single day, make him your priority. And then you'll start to see how he really works in your life. And y'all, you got to get into his word. How are you going to know this God if you don't even know his love story to us? And I know it can be overwhelming. Look, I offer a Bible study every Thursday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And all we're doing is going through scripture. We pick a book out of the New Testament and we study it. And when we're finished with that book, we go to another book. Because I want to know his word just as much as I preach that you need to know his word. And try try to find some gratitude in your day. There is something there. I know it. Even if you're going through a difficult season, there's always something that you can look to the Lord and be thankful for. And most especially, He is good amidst the storms of life. And, And listen for Him. Follow Him. And do your best to follow the wisdom from Proverbs to live the best life you can. So let's pray. Father God, I just, I bring this time to you in gratitude for the wise words that you breathed into Solomon that are printed forever in the most holy book on this planet. That book is there to remind us that trust, understanding, and gratitude All of that aids in your direction, in our spirit, and where we should go next. So as I walk in this world that you created, even in my struggles, I want to glorify you with this scripture by reminding myself that I don't have the problems of the world under my belt but you do and you even have solutions so thank you thank you Lord just continue to teach me how to trust how to depend how to submit more to you through the Holy Spirit so I want to live my life only leaning on Jesus Christ through it all and it's in his loving and precious name Amen. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to know more about me, Jody Howe, and the Air That I Breathe Ministries, go to my website at jodyhowe.com. That's J-O-D-I-H-O-W-E.com. And also follow me on Facebook and Instagram.